welcome to Pursuing Real. <laughs> and that is as real as it can. Welcome, welcome back. back. I'm hey, Lauren. And I am Cindy. And this is Pursuing Real. Yes, it is. And you want to talk about real? Here we go. Yeah, it's about to get real good. We have the distinct honor, truly, of introducing you to our better halves. I think he's my better half anyway. You're all right. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> so um, this is TJ. Hey. And this is Michael. Hello. Okay. That was definitely you All guys. right. <laughs> Invited into I, the booth. I don't know oh, if I love this. You are in the booth. You are in the booth. So here's the, I'm going to give you guys a visual. So the four of us are sitting together and we opted to do this episode, all four of us. Number one, because over the last couple of years, we've really truly built a friendship, uh, the four of us, and quite a connection. But also it just makes it... Um, super fun to have these guys joining us together because they are truly our biggest supporters and cheerleaders. Um, no doubt about it. So there's that. Yes. They're also just incredibly wise and have great insights. And we're just excited to, it wouldn't have been the same to dive into our marriages without having them here to kind of dive into it with us. Together for sure. Yes. yes. So we'll kind of roadmap out what we're going to talk about today. Today we're going to dive into our two separate marriages and the different stages that we've walked. Um, so, you know, Michael and I come from this background of high school sweethearts. We've been in love since we were kids and growing up together. Um, Mom, you have a very different story. Y'all, you two do. Yep. TJ, how would you guys kind of describe the stage that y'all entered into marriage in? Well, I mean, I told the story about how we met. Yes. We met because of JJ, which he'd take full props for. But... I mean, we honestly met because divine providence kind of led us to one another. Yeah. Can that, you say that? I can. Okay. I can and will. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, it, they're two so distinctly different ways of, of falling in love, um, yours and ours, um, both, um, you know, full of divinity, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, unique, very unique. All right. I think it'll be cool. We get to talk from two, like you just said, very different perspectives. I think for this episode, we're just going to jump into who we are, the different perspectives that we have, maybe some some lessons that we've learned along the way from our two different points of views. And then in future episodes, we'll jump into some of the questions that y'all asked us and other stuff um, and dive in some more. But for today, I think we should just dive into who we are and our marriages and our foundations, what makes us us. So let's start with you two, because I always love to put mom on the hot spot. Oh, and I'm literally, I can tell you guys, I'm pointing She's at Lauren. pointing right at me. She's like, like you're look, going you guys first. Go first. No way. Oh, um, okay. Your guys' story has been one that I have, like I said, not always loved to watch. Like right at the beginning was a little difficult for me. Michael's laughing because he's yes. kind of walked through that with me. Mm-hmm. But it's now one of my favorite marriages to witness, observe, and learn from. So let's kind of dive in. Okay. I want to kind of set the stage a little bit. When you guys met, mom, you were a widow. You were dealing with grief. Not that you don't deal with that now, but that was like the stage that you were in. Mm -hmm. TJ, tell the people 
who you were before you met mom. Mm -hmm. Walk us through what that stage of life was for you. Yes, yes. I could go way back. I could go all the way back. Probably should, but it will be quick. I promise. Yeah, no, give us us a deep dive. Um, The people want to know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Born and raised, Midwest, breadbasket, state of Kansas. Um, Met a girl in college who lived in Oregon. We married, moved to Oregon, uh, raised a family. We ended up divorced in 2010 and spent, gosh, 10 years, I guess, um, with two beautiful kids, raising them half, half the time. Um, and, and fast forward to 2019 when um, Cindy walked into my life. And yeah, that, that's, that's the Cliff Notes version. Can I ask a question about the 10 years before mom in between having a divorce? What did those 10 years look like? Were you dating a lot and kind of checking out the scene or were you just kind of like, I'm going to fly solo? Like what was your expectation in those 10 years? I dated a little bit. I dated a little bit um, on and off, mostly off. It was mostly about um, raising kids and you know, at the time they were 10 and 12 or so when, when, when their mom and I split up. And, uh, so it was, it was pretty well focused on kids. Uh, and then, um, I, you know, Claire and JJ, which everyone knows about from, oh, yeah. yeah. so, uh, Claire went off to college two years later, JJ went off to college, but shortly before he went off to college, he, you know, but the stars aligned and, uh, be- again, because of him, we met. <laughs> I can't believe we're and, giving him that much credit. I heard inside. Yeah, yeah. I'm just kidding. I love yeah. JJ, but I'm like, um, he's, he's the you best. know, he's but like it was, smirking. But it was largely the three of us. It was yes. largely the three of us, and and pretty much for that whole time. Yeah. So. Okay, I love that. That definitely set the stage. So, we've yeah. heard from my point of view and a little bit from mom's point of view, but we haven't heard the early dating stages from your point of view, right? Like, we kind of heard how I struggled with. Yes, guys starting to date and how mom was walking into that season. Walk me through your point of view as you're walking into a very complicated story. So different. So certainly something that I hadn't experienced before. Obviously, Um, I felt desperately in love. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. of course, and, 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 and you as well. I mean, who are we kidding? Uh, but, <laughs> no. uh, but I fell desperately in love. But I also knew um, that there was a space to navigate there that, that was just a little bit uh, unique. Um, I knew uh, what we were facing. And I think my perspective was all I wanted to do was show these kids kids young adults (laughs) that cindy had how much i loved her and that was it like i I just wanted to to do that and nothing else i think i could have made a lot of mistakes by coming in and um you know trying to fill shoes or overcompensate or push things along or anything like that but i had to remind myself all the time like i'm the only one here who who knows that i'm not going anywhere that i'm gonna be here um that that was there was a lot of stress around my 
introduction to things yeah. and yeah so it was it was tricky um i think also one huge thing that i that i also reminded myself was that um i had to let you guys decide the role i would play in your lives mm. and not try to yeah yeah like try to dictate that you know what i mean yeah. I, I i just that was very important to me um and so it it was great i mean honestly lauren you you made mention of it how hard it was yeah i didn't notice it like i didn't what? know no i didn't hug you for the first year yeah i know but it, <laughs> but you weren't a hugger right no, I'm... <laughs> no really i it was it was wow i'm a great actress it was certainly tougher for me to notice than it was for you to notice. Yeah. I, I know that. For I sure. noticed it right away. Yeah. I, and but we're so connected, I, mom. Like right. you knew. Yeah. I also was feeling simultaneously to what TJ was feeling about. And I appreciate hearing so much him saying like, I was the only one who knew I wasn't going anywhere. Yeah, I love that. I didn't know if he was just going to bail. I mean, let's face it. I had been handed yeah. just this, this, this story that I felt like a, a fear that there was going to be some form of rejection coming. Yeah. And I think that's born out of trauma. Absolutely. Correct. But I also felt some sort of betrayal toward mm. dad, mm. which feels so interesting because obviously he wasn't here to approve or disapprove, mm. but I think by proxy of my children and my people, I just, I was really, really guarded about who knew about TJ. Mm. I was very private about it for a very long time mm, with true. regards to any sort of social media. I mean, we dated almost 10 months before I right. posted a picture of us or anything. I was really private about us. Um, yeah. And I, I, because I too fell so fast and, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I think, I think the moment when I felt, I, I can remember these moments. Uh, one of the themes of your guy, this podcast is, is this idea of a dinner table and right. everybody around the dinner table. And I don't, I can't tell you how many times sitting around some, you or Lauren or, or someone, one of the kids, or even you, Cindy, like, Oh, remember when dad used to remember when Al remember this memory, and and then everybody started laughing and then someone else would say oh and remember this and remember that and i can remember sitting back because i weren't there i wasn't there so i i didn't get the opportunity to chime in i could ask questions and laugh with everybody because there was always they were always joyful they were always yeah. fun but i remember thinking those were the moments when i was i think proudest but also that way because i knew everybody was safe talking about that oh, stuff yeah. mm -hmm. and not worrying about how I feel about it. Like not worrying about stepping on my toes. Yeah. And I, I was like, okay, this is so good that, that everyone is so good this way, feeling this way. Yeah. So we crossed a point. That was a point we crossed yeah. at, that, at that time. Like, I don't, I don't have like a turning point in my head for being like, Oh, okay. I'm okay with this now. And I think that's why I love that you were never pushing. Like you just said, like, before you were saying you never had like an idea of shoes you wanted to fill or a role you wanted to be in. We just naturally fell into friendship and just let that grow into what it would be. And it did take time to watch you really love mom the way I thought she deserved to be loved and yeah. do all that. But I don't have like an, I just remember it being so incredibly natural falling into 
friendship and actually being excited for you to propose, like, was fun. If y'all are hearing the dogs, they're here. They're hanging out. Oh, well. <laughs> Wait, they, the collars are shaking, whatever. You're, you're probably picking it up. Um, but, yeah. So, I do, yeah. that was your guys's. You guys kind of, you started dating. When was it that you knew, and you can be very honest, that you mm-hmm. knew you wanted to marry mom? Whoa. Was it like day one? It was like, oh my gosh. Can't it was, wasn't it? Was it was like day three. What? Day no, three? Listen. Uh-uh. No, come on. Let's come be honest. On. It's not like I could have proposed on day three. But I'll hmm. tell you this. Like day three, I remember the day. I re- actually remember the day. And we had communicated back and forth um, all day long. And I couldn't stop. I just couldn't stop. I always kept thinking, man, I hope I, I hope I don't run out of time or I hope I don't I get the opportunity not to chat with her. And I, at that point I knew, and this, this is so, so different. This is something different than I ever experienced. And I thought, yeah, okay, this is probably different. What change. would be your couple advice for blending a family? What's like something you guys did as a couple with your marriage to create a blended, we call it the perfect blend. We have that all over the house house. and all over everything. We call it our perfect blend. So how as a marriage did you decide to blend and create something like that? Well, we prayed a ton together. I mean, from the very beginning, I can tell you that our second date was a walk around his neighborhood with by his house. um, And that was one of the things that we talked about was incorporating kids and um, praying over our family. And um, gosh, we, yeah, I mean, I know that for a fact, but we also were really clear on letting everybody kind of go at their own pace. Mm -hmm. We were really, really particular about that. Yeah. You, you said it in just a second ago, Lauren was, was time. I knew that time would validate uh, and 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 instill trust in the process that we were going through with our kids. I knew that time would take care of all that, but I knew the one way we could screw it up was to try and rush time mm. and try and rush things along. Um, but for sure, letting letting them come along with us mm-hmm. was was huge. I mean. Just not pushing it, not pushing it. Let, letting them decide how they wanted our roles to be, I think was huge. And I remember telling my kids, gosh, when they were 12 and 10, we were at a Jamba Juice off 185th. This is silly that I know that. And I remember saying to them, this was shortly after their mom and I split up, so it was 2011 or something like that. And I said, look, I, I don't know what's gonna happen here, but I do know that I'm not gonna introduce anybody into our lives who's not gonna love you guys as much as she loves me. And I never knew that it would look like this. Like, mm-hmm. it, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, so I'll never forget that. The kids probably forgot it, but I never mm-hmm. forget it was a Jamba. No, I think I had the creepy. pink star, actually. So. Yeah, you no, that's me because I worked at Jamba Juice. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> I know exactly what's in that. It's off the menu. But <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a special moment for the kids and I, but I, I can't believe how that manifests itself with you because of the way you I love them. are. Okay, let's flip the script. What do we... <laughs> well, I was cheesy, but it's true. Like, well, all right, let's switch gears. So let's talk about you guys. Let's go into 
the beginning of your love story, what it looked like. Start, start with me from, yeah, just, just hit us with it to start. Well, Michael, since you've talked so much, I probably should take yeah, this Yeah, I think I've talked a little too much. <laughs> Do you want to start with kind of, we, I mean, the people well, on the pod know that we're high school sweethearts. Right. Yeah, it all started in junior year when uh, Lauren tried to ignore me for six months of me asking her out. (laughs) That's when it really started. And then she finally gave in and decided to go on a date with me. Uh, Since then, it's kind of been just date after date until we were in college when we decided ultimately that we wanted to get married. Um, A decision that took a little while to make because we weren't sure if everyone around us would really support to... 20 some odd year olds uh trying to get married at such a young age yeah uh and to our delight many of our friends and family were very supportive behind it and i'll I'll never forget we were in sun river yeah and we looked at each other and we've been talking more more often about the idea of our future this was um just put in perspective it was the end of our our sophomore year was the summer before our junior year had started. We weren't engaged or anything. Yeah. Yeah. We were starting to talk about it. And we're like, I wonder what people would think. Like, I don't know if people are ready to hear that from us yet. And it was so crazy because that day we're walking by some shops and Michael's mom looked at us and I was like, don't you guys think you should get size for some rings? Yeah. Like just for fun. She's like, why don't you guys just go get, go get size. See what what ring size you are. And we're like, we're like so excited that someone else had suggested it. And so I was like, yeah, sure. Let's do it. And I'll never forget, I went right back to the cabin and I called my mom and I was like, hey, we got size for rings today. Like, what do you yep. think about that? Like, yep. yeah. we've, we talked through the financial plan and what we would do. Like, I know it might not make sense to a lot of people, but like, we're really excited about this. Like, what do you think? And I will never forget. She was like, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Like, I would be so excited for you. And I, I'm getting weepy because it was like <laughs> the support was so yeah. ridiculously over what we would have expected mm-hmm. from people, yeah. especially the two women that mattered the most to us, which were both of our moms. Yeah. We're very close with both of them. Honestly, my, my mom didn't suggest this getting size. I don't know if we would have talked about I think we would have tried to keep it down low for yeah. longer because we were like, I just don't want to upset the boat. Go Stacy. Yeah. And I'm she so was happy so she like, did that. get it. And it was funny. She was almost like letting us know like it was okay. We we're like, yeah. I don't know what we do financially. And she's like, here's kind of like, you'll be all right. Like yeah. you'll make you'll it work. It out. And we we're like, yeah, we can make it work. And then getting on the phone with you and having you be like, I, I completely expect this. Like this makes so much sense. We're so I'm like totally behind you. Like you plan a wedding, we can put things together. And I was like, it's real. And I'll never (laughs) forget like walking downstairs and be like, my mom was like, totally agree. It's like, I was like, we couldn't believe it. We were actually just hanging out right after we got sized. And we were talking about like, what? Okay. You you can call your mom. Just to ask her. See what what her idea of us getting married is. And and it wasn't like, it wasn't for permission. No, no. no, It was just like, what? what are the most important people in our lives really think about this? You know, like, would, are you guys supportive? Are we going to have to kind of push back a little bit more? Do you have any wisdom to impart on us about like, maybe we should wait, you know? And of course other people had other opinions, but both of our moms being like, let's do this. And like supporting us was huge. Yeah. It was really cool to see at such a young age that we had some adults that we look up to in our lives. Give us that, like, go ahead. Like you guys are absolutely ready to get married. I think that was, a really cool point in our relationship that made us think more future wise rather than kind of in the moment wise. And so since then we got sized, we picked out the rings that we wanted. <laughs> we uh, 
got engaged and then started planning. Well, Lauren started planning our wedding. <laughs> Ultimately, I picked out, I think, a few napkins here and there. Okay, but... pause, 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 pause. You guys wanted to skip over the we got engaged, and I cannot <laughs> yeah. let that happen at all. Michael, let's talk about, I remember sitting with you at a Starbucks when you were asking for permission yep. for my daughter's hand in marriage, Yep. and you tried to explain the story to me, which <laughs> flew so far over my head because of the depth of the proposal yeah. that I think that the world needs a glimpse into the proposal of my daughter. And they don't know this yet, right? No one, no, no one knows, knows this. this. The pod does not know. Yeah, the, okay. the pod squad is, is not aware. Of <laughs> and you guys, go ahead. And if you're in a spot where you need to pull over, I don't blame you. <laughs> no, I can qualify this. Like, as a dude, dudes don't cry or, like, get emotional at proposals. In fact, we get pissed. Kind of. We get upset <laughs> because we're like, whatever. Thanks. This is like pull over, get over now. <laughs> okay. Please proceed. So go no ahead. pressure, man. Yeah, Tell the no story. Pressure. No pressure. It's already but over, but I'm getting nervous over it. Tell right. the story. No, it's just, yeah. So I am not, I, I don't convey emotions well over words. And that is Lauren's biggest love language is words of affirmation. And that is her love language that she loves to hear. And so throughout our relationship uh, in the early years, she would voice to me that she wants more of that. And I, would try my best, but ultimately it came down to me being able to write my emotions down and give them to her in forms of letters. And so every year for her birthday, for anniversaries or Christmas, I would write her letters and she would read them. She loves them. And she would always notice that my grammar and spelling was just not very good whatsoever. Well, I want to qualify this. I never was like, Michael, no, why did you give me no, this letter no, with no. all these mistakes? Like, Michael would hand it to me like... It was more of a fun thing. Michael would hand it to me like, I know my grammar's not the best here. Like, yeah. just, you know, go easy on me. And I'd be like, yeah, I saw a couple mistakes. No big deal. Okay. Yeah. I feel like we should it was, qualify It was that. more right. goofy. It was more funny. Like, yes. she'd be like, yeah, I know you got a few grammar mistakes in it. It's whatever. <laughs> and so I was always self-conscious of it. So I kind of made it into a joke. And so two years before we actually got engaged... I really knew that I wanted to marry this girl. I wanted her to be the love of my life for the rest of my life. And so in uh, one of my letters, I wrote, maybe at the end, I wrote, maybe one day we can go back and correct this letter with a red pen and correct all the grammar mistakes and spelling mistakes and just have a fun time with it. And so I gave it to her. She loved the letter. She put it in her little box where she keeps all of her letters. 19-year-old me is like, cute, haha, throws it in the box. <laughs> I've kept every letter he's, he's ever given me. Yeah, right. And this box. wasn't like a week before the proposal. This was like two, two years. years before a proposal. Two years before. And so I give it to her. We lived two years of our life. And on the day I am proposing to her, I get her box. And I grab the letter. And I get a few red pens. And we go sit uh, under St. John's Bridge. St. John's Bridge. I thought it was St. Thomas or something. St. John's Bridge. <laughs> Anyways, and I grab her letter and I hand it to her. I was like, okay, we're we're here to correct the letter and go over it with red pen. And she didn't really get it at first. I think well, she my was... hands were like shaking. <laughs> I, I knew it was important. So I had been out to brunch with all my mom yeah. and some of my girlfriends and some of our like super close family friends. And Michael had showed up and was like, hey, like you're going to come with me. And so I was like, oh my gosh, like what's happening? <laughs> and we showed up at this bridge and he was like, okay, so we're going to correct some letters. And I was like, 
where like i've had these letters for years yeah so my immediate thought was he put a new one in there yeah so i thought he'd like rewritten and put a new letter in there anyway we started to correct the letter the letter from two years ago i grab it out and i tell her to start correcting it she's a little nervous so i helped her out with all the mistakes Granted, I put all of my mistakes in purposely. I made misspelling or spelling mistakes purposely, grammar mistakes purposely, and I made sure those were the only mistakes in the letter, <laughs> so that when she went back and corrected it with a red pen, the spelling mistakes and grammar mistakes spelled out "Will you marry me?" And so at the bottom of the letter, we spelled it out "Will you marry me?" and we have it framed in our mm-hmm. house currently. Got down on a knee and proposed. So yes, Michael is. Apparently the king of planning. (laughs) (laughs) Two years pre. And then one thing that I remember talking to you about after this, honey, was when you said, I said, so what if, what if, I mean, what you would just never correct the letter. And you're like, well, if she wasn't meant to be, she would never find the mistakes. Yeah. And if she was meant to be, I was going to help her point out the mistakes that led to her asking, led to me asking, will you marry me? It blew my mind. I cried and I'll never forget. (laughs) So my mom and I at this time, so this is pretty close after my dad had passed away. We were actually like, I would stay at her house and I would just crawl into bed with her sometimes at night and we'd just sleep together because, you know, yeah. why not? Hello. So Michael and I didn't live together throughout any of college or dating or anything. So I stayed at my mom's a lot. So I went and crawled in and I was like, I can't believe. After the proposal. Yes. At the night of the proposal, I crawled in and I was like, I can't believe that he planned this out like two years in advance. And my mom sits up and she goes, what do you mean? And I was like, <laughs> Did you not get the story, Mom? Like the, the letter no has been at my apartment in Corvallis for years, and she sat up and was like, "No way!" <laughs> you lost it. Didn't you? I, I lost it. She starts crying with me, so we're sitting in her bed, like, "I'm getting married." And she was like, "I can't believe he planned this." <laughs> well, then we had to text him. I texted you that night, and yeah. I was like, "Honey." I am so sorry that I missed the gravity of what you said in Starbucks yeah. when you asked for my daughter's hand in marriage. It did not dawn on me that two years previously, you had had the forethought to put it in a letter to ask her to marry you one day. And it was, you were like, oh, you just got it. I was like, yes, I just got it. It was, yeah. it was a big deal. So that gives you a glimpse into the heart of Michael. While it yes. may not be words of affirmation you definitely have the foresight foresight to Mm -hmm. love my daughter beautifully well thanks been around to witness the evolution of lauren and michael Mm -hmm. you had alluded earlier to not you guys didn't live together and during college so talk to me through talk through that with me like how What was your mindset as you dated in college? Um, Yeah. Walk me through that. Yeah. So in high school, I decided before I ever started dating anyone that I really wanted to wait for marriage um, to have sex. It was just something that was important to me that I wanted to wait. And so a big, I think a huge reason why, you know, Michael joked about me rejecting for a long time was (laughs) I had not really planned on meeting anyone who was okay with waiting. And I you know, we've mentioned this podcast. I'm fairly stubborn. So I knew that I wasn't going to be changing my mind. Yeah. (laughs) So I was like, I was not expecting Michael or anyone else for that matter to be okay with that like expectation or standard that I had set. So when we, when he was flirting and we were starting to kind of like become good friends, but actually starting to like him, I wasn't expecting him to be okay with that. So when we started going to church together and started having these conversations and it started becoming more of a 
real conversation, I was like, well, I really want to wait for marriage. Like, is that something that you're okay with? Well, we we had a actual, no, I won't say like sit down, but we had a moment where we talked about boundaries. And the first yeah. thing you mentioned was, are you okay waiting until we get married to have sex? And Which we're 17 at this moment. So I understood yeah. was like, that's a big ask because who knows when that could be, yeah. right? Like, that's it's a while out. We weren't planning on getting married anytime soon. Yeah. And she had other concerns on top of that about boundaries and whatnot. And I just said that I never want to pressure you into doing something that you don't want to do. And so no matter what the boundaries look like, if you are not okay with it, then I won't ever ask that of you. Yeah. And it was cool because it meant like for the next few years, each year, sometimes every month, we would even sit down and be like, hey, where are you at with this? How are we doing? Because in high school, it's pretty easy Mm -hmm. to follow that, at least for us, because we weren't living together. And our parents had fairly strict boundaries (laughs) in terms of what we were allowed to do anyway. So it was pretty easy to keep that. In college, all of a sudden, it was like... Freshman year, we wanted to live with our friends. We wanted to do our roommate thing. Yeah. It was fine. You have to set your own boundaries still. And we were still pretty clear on what we wanted. But when it came to all of a sudden, then we're off campus. And so Michael and I have been were together for four and a half years before we got married. So then it was years of living in our apartments where it was yeah. like, oh, it would be so much easier to live together. Um, but it was just like a decision that we had made. And it like fully changed the course of our marriage and i yeah. i would say that to anyone obviously i'm doing it on the pod mm-hmm. at any time like we we developed the most like beautiful friendship because yeah. there was no backbone at that time of sex yeah. or physical fallback so if we fought we talked there was no makeup in that way and so yeah. I don't know. I find it to be an incredibly cool foundation and it's one that I wouldn't trade for us because I think. And it's one that has also persisted into our marriage, even now that we are married and that no longer is the case. We still have that that foundation that we talk through our issues first before anything else and make sure that we are good Mm -hmm. like as friends and as people we were before we're married. Yeah. And we're just our friendship is what it is. Like we have a beautiful like we are best friends. Yeah. And so it goes beyond the physical. It goes beyond being roommates. It's a friendship that's sustained outside of those things. Um, So yeah, is it the right thing for everyone? Maybe not. Um, You know, I've read a lot on purity culture and it's not something that I necessarily want to like weigh in on or add to, Um, but it's a choice that we made and it's one that I'm pretty happy with. Yeah. It helped us just be much closer as two people, Mm -hmm. made us actually talk and not do physical things when we were just all by ourselves. It was really good to grow as a couple. And I feel like it really taught us a lot about each other that we wouldn't get to until years passed. Totally. Yeah. I I really appreciate the candidness of that story because the truth is only you guys know that truth. I mean, it's just a beautiful thing and uh, it's something that, one of the things I kind of alluded to is that you guys just did things differently. Yeah. And um, it's not everybody's story. And, and I just, I just admire that, that you guys decided yeah. that was the best story for you guys. Well, so, I, and- I do want to say too, like you didn't force that on me. No. And I think a lot of times there are parents that like push that onto right. their kids. I don't think even once in college you asked me, Hey, are you still making that choice? Or are you guys still doing yeah. that? Like, I don't think you really asked me. You checked. Well, we were close enough to check in. Yeah, like you would check in and be like, "Hey, like, how are you, Michael? How are things going? You know, how are you doing? How's your relationship yeah. progressing?" But it was never like, 
did you guys have sex? Like it was, yeah. I wasn't in trouble. I was totally yeah. open to be like, oh, here's where we're at or here's what's going on. You know, right. I think that was huge because, you know, in high school, I think you helped me set really healthy, good boundaries and it was a lot more firm. But come college, it was like my turn to do what I needed to do. And I was open to make that choice as I chose to do so. It was definitely your decision. Yeah. I yeah. could not. I, look, I remember saying I didn't want to let you go too soon. Mm -hmm. And I remember what I mean by that was I wanted to be able to foster this relationship where I wasn't just like, here you go. Mm -hmm. Hope you make it. But at the same time, when you got into college, it was that desire of like, here we are. We're now building a friendship. You're seeking my advice and I'm going to go ahead and trust that your convictions are yours and that you're going to do what was best for you. And I loved yeah. seeing you maintain that. It was a beautiful thing for you. And that was your decision for you. Yeah. I think another thing that's important for me to say is like, we didn't get married because we were like, all right, time to live together, time to have sex. Oh, like we're boy. ready. Because I think that is a pretty big stigma of the church yeah, is a stigma of young marriage of like, if you wait, of course you get married young. We also didn't get married because it was easier. Like there, no. was, there was many hard. <laughs> no. It would have been a lot easier in, in certain cases yeah. not to. Like our whole last year before we didn't get married, we saw each other for maybe an hour a day, if that. <laughs> yeah. And if not, it was an hour every other day because of our, our, our school schedule and then work schedule. I would get up like at 5 a.m., get off work at 11 p.m. Right. and then go over and see Lauren for maybe an hour and then go to sleep. Yeah. And I talked about that a little bit on the pod before, but I truly knew it was time and it was good to marry Michael after I walked through hell with him. Like, right. Yeah. I really knew. I was like, there's nothing that's going to come after this that I don't already know how we respond in tragedy and trauma and hardship. That's what it takes to have a partner forever. Yeah. And I've seen it. I've seen what it looks like to walk through that with him. Um, so yeah, no, that's why I knew we were we we're we we're ready to get you that. We're ready to roll. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's important to say because I think it there's is. a lot of people that think, oh, okay, no wonder why you got married no. so young. You know, it's a fear oh, of mine. Yeah, yeah I can yeah. see. I can understand that, sweetie. And and I I hear that. And also, <laughs> nothing could be farther from the truth in that regard. And I and I do love that so much. I think it. I think it doesn't matter if you're 23 or you're 50. When you realize you want to spend the rest of your life with someone, you want the rest of your life to start as good yes. as possible. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. 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 And I, as a 50-year-old man, and as you're in your, what, late 30s now? Yeah, so, 47. Uh, almost 48. Yeah. You're sweet, honey. It, it took all that time at, in, in adulthood and everything, to, for me at least, to, to learn and, and, you know, grow. And I didn't do things perfectly before. And I, I, you know, learned from those things. I think that's what we do as adults for you guys. And this is what I see. And we'll probably talk about this later as we get down to it. But like, there's a lot of parallels between Cindy and I and you two. And you're like eight and doing <laughs> it. And it's, it really is a testament to kind of early maturity. I, I certainly was not. You were we like that? Like I was not like that at that yeah, age. No way. Yeah. So there's something that's there that I I recognize that parallel. I'm not saying, hey, we're just super wise together. I'm just no, saying yeah. your you your maturity is way yeah. beyond you know where it probably should be. Thanks. Um, which is kind of beautiful to see. I thought this was a good deep dive into 
the years kind of leading up to marriage where we shared our kind of insights, Michael and I's, and then your guys's before marriage. And, um, you know, I want, you know, the pod crew squad to come back next week and hear us kind of answer your guys' questions. We got a lot of questions both via the Instagram poll we took mm. and um, just private messages and stuff like that of topics that you guys wanted us to ask one another and answer. So our next week's episode will be us just doing kind of a cool like Q&A where we break down our marriage, some things that we all do um, together and separately to continue to grow and prosper our relationships. And so if that's something you're interested in hearing, that will be next week. But it was very fun to kind of break down the introductions to who our marriages are and how they, how they operate. Absolutely. Totally. Yep. Thanks for having us in the booth. In the booth. booth. (laughs) We've all decided that we're going to take up jobs in radio. So, um, (sighs) yeah, that's nice. Yeah. I appreciate you guys so much. Seriously. Thank you. You're so good at ending these on a, like an emotional yeah, note. Well, people it. love it. It's actually, the people love it. But it's actually really true because, listen, there is a lot of things that, you know, we'll go back and we'll find and fine tune or whatever. But the bottom line is every single time we're together, we always we always end better than when we started, meaning we're better humans by the end of it. And oh, so yeah. I love you guys. I appreciate your honesty. I appreciate your candidness. And I'm excited to see... I'm excited to hear. I'm excited to answer questions next week. So let's, let's, yeah, I'm excited for that. Let's so, do it. Well, yeah. thank y'all for listening. Thanks you guys. Um, if you have any topics you want us to cover, if you have any questions, if you have any feedback, hit us up on the socials. And we appreciate you. That's that on that. Bye y'all. I love you so much. Okay. Bye.